Welcome to Because We Make, the podcast about making, creativity, and why we do what we do as makers and creatives. I'm your host, Vincent Ferrari. Joining me, as always, my good friend and co-host, Mr. Ethan Carter. What is up, Vincent? How you doing, man? I'm doing so good, my friend. So ah, good. Good. Awesome. So good. Last week, last week was a week of change. Yeah? <laughs> yeah. Let me, tell me. So the first thing I did was I decided, you know what? I'm just going to change our logo. <laughs> oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. So... I feel like I, I feel like that. I can't believe that was like less than a week ago. I right. feel like now it's like now it's uh, completely. That's what I think of when I think of our logo now. So I know it's it. It just kind of became our logo. It worked. Yeah, it worked. Yeah, it's just like yeah. that's it. And everybody, their feedback's been very good, and I'm really glad that everybody likes it. Um, one of the one and of if the you things. Shut yeah. your mouth. Um, one <laughs> of the things I really wanted to do with that logo. Yeah. was to to not rely on somebody else to get it done mm-hmm. like after working with that designer guy i was a little bit like put off put by on, it yeah. yep and i was like you know i can do this i can do this so i did it and then i decided you know what let's go for broke and i changed my own damn logo mm-hmm. <laughs> so and both of them man are both of them are perfect yeah what i mean what i love about the the rebranded because we make uh logo is i it 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 definitely it shows what we what the podcast has mm-hmm. become, right? Mm-hmm. Um, because it's not just about woodworking or or building or anything like that. There's a whole variety of things that this this podcast is about. It's about making creativity and why we do what we do, right? Yep. So and and it, it totally uh, encapsulates that with with how you did the like the small little logos in the uh, um, images in the background. In Perfect. my mind, in yeah. my mind, in my mind, there was a very Louis Vuitton. There was yes. a very Louis yeah. Vuitton feel, mm-hmm. and and that it just came through. And then I completely went a different direction for my own logo, and I finished them both at the same time. And I'm like, you know, I'm having a good week. So that was it. That was what I did last week. I made logos, but it's a I good like thing it. to do. And I, I like the co- I mean, the color that you used for your own. It's uh, it's it stands. It's a out. departure. <laughs> yeah, it's a departure, but I, I, I support it 100%. I think it works really, really well. I, it's uh, it's not a color that is overused, you mm-hmm. know? Um, Although it's very funny. I got a message from Sam, um, Sam Wilkinson, mm-hmm. and he's like, I really love your new logo. I'm like, no, you just really love the colors because his new logo is also the same. It's oh, black really? and yellow. <laughs> yeah, it's really, really funny. Well, now maybe you guys are trendsetters, and now we're just going to see all of that. Yeah, but yeah, no, it's, 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 I like the color a lot. It's uh, it's It's cool, so. It it fits. It yeah. the whole thing fits, and I've used the logo. I made a couple of versions of the logo, and in fact, one of my projects for tomorrow after I edit the podcast and schedule everything is I'm going to actually go down to the CNC and I'm going to carve out um, a new shop sign. That's one of my projects, a small one, just because mm-hmm. I want to try a new technique. And I figured, what better thing to try it with than my own logo? So awesome! It's going to be fun. We actually have a guest this week. I know. I can't wait. We have a guest. I don't have and to wait, actually. I don't have you to don't, wait. don't, yeah. <laughs> so really, as many guests as we've had and as many episodes as we've done, we are on episode 89 of this wonderful ride that we're on, which still blows my mind. Which that, means that we're 11 away from... Oh, yeah, that's right. We're 11 away from a Dave Swiduck episode. Yep. I have to keep track of that because we're booked well in advance. Yeah, yeah. And I keep right. booking guests and booking guests and booking guests. Just for the record, we are booked until Monday, April 12th, which means April awesome. 15th, tax day, will be um oh, I our, yeah, will be the last guest that we have booked as of today. But that's now. I mean, I have other feelers out. I have people who are mm-hmm. kind of interested. So but we're gonna we get have one tonight. 
the guest that we have tonight has a very, very, very interesting um, thing to know as far as his relationship to me. Mm. He is one of very few people, I believe only the second, if I'm thinking correctly, I think it's only the second person in the history of this podcast that I have actually met in person. It's awesome. <laughs> we have the one and only AJ Camarado from Crafted in NJ and, of course, the Sawdust Nation podcast. What's up, AJ? Eh, not much. You know, same old, same old. Still uh, just making a ton of flags. You know, how I was just going to say, you making yeah. flags? Because that's all I yeah. really need to know. You're making flags. If, you, if yeah, you've yeah. listened to like the last 30 episodes of the Sawdust Nation podcast, you'd hear the same thing over and over. Because as soon as I make one and finish one, I got three or four more orders. Which isn't a bad thing, but no, I, they just keep rolling in. I'm, I, I don't know. I was complaining to my wife when I first started this whole thing. You know, I'm not getting any orders, and she said, "Just wait. One day you're yeah. gonna be so swamped, yeah. and now I am." <laughs> yeah. Well, you know the thing is, is so even if you are the flag guy, right? I, I would argue that there's all of them are so different mm-hmm. that I mean, well, and I'm gonna jump, I'm gonna leap ahead and assume something here, but. To me, that that must be why what keeps you like going and, and keeps you uh, interested in making them, it, right? It does because I, you know I want to stand out from the crowd. I don't want right. to do you know. You see a lot of guys, and I'm not throwing any hate towards anybody because I follow a lot of flag makers. I really enjoy seeing other people's techniques. You know how people make them. You know what they incorporate to them. Um, but a lot of people are doing just flat flags and Mm -hmm. i was like i want to step out of that comfort zone and go with something a little different and to push myself Mm -hmm. um you know and it all started um i think it was october of 19 i I, I get my dates all screwed up i thought i think i live in this house for like a year but it's been like two and a half (laughs) i don't even (laughs) remember i think i graduated from college yesterday but yeah right (laughs) time flies i'm telling you (laughs) <laughs> but, you know, once I started, I did the uh, Makers Never Forget Challenge, and um, that was my first wavy flag that I ever did. And I, I did it with a template and whatnot. And then um, after I did a couple of those, I went, I want to freehand carve them because I want to push myself a little bit more. And, you know, uh, I know Vincent's been following along for quite some time, and you see the progression from like oh, yeah. these these flags that look, you know, very generic and, um, you know, the waves all do the same exact thing to now I'm carving out these flags with, um, insignias in them, uh, where my wife then paints them on. Um, so I, I hand carve each one. Um, they're all different. I have two of them that I literally just made and nothing is the same on them. You know, they might, they start out all the same, but I put as much love and care into each one that, that goes out the door. And I, I love making them. Um, you know, I I didn't think flags would take off like this, but they really did. The 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 waving the the wavy flags. I mean, so uh, my girlfriend Bettina bought her dad loves flags and stuff mm-hmm. like that. So she, we we bought she bought one for him for Father's Day maybe four years ago, three or four years ago, and it was very very cool. I mean, it was well made and everything like that. Um, but then it, I think it was like I mean it was a year or two ago that I saw the first uh, a the first wavy flag. Mm-hmm. And I was just like, that is game changing. I mean, it is, it, it, it takes it from like uh, a plaque to mm-hmm. a piece of art, in my opinion. It, 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 it a, totally transforms it. I like it. that. I like that. It takes it from a plaque to a piece because that's really, 
It, that's a really good way to put it. I really, I like that. It takes it from a plaque to a piece of art. That's a good one, Ethan. Good one. Once in a while, Vincent. Once in a while. <laughs> once in a while. No, but I mean, yeah. One of the things I find most interesting is the variation. Like mm-hmm. I was, I, I know that I was. It's weird because I was just having this conversation today with the wonderfully talented Emily Joyce, and we were talking about the, um, you know, the kind of the doing the same thing over and over again. It's kind of becoming a recurring theme because, you know, as Grant Alexander always says, he doesn't like doing the same thing over and over again, which he just did. And I gave him appropriate levels of crap for it. But, <laughs> but I, I, you know, as someone who mostly makes the same things over and over again, I just like doing it. Mm-hmm. You know, mm-hmm. I like making cutting boards. I really do. Like, I know you could, I know one day I'm going to get tired of doing it, right? One day I'm going to go, I don't want to do this anymore. But I think about like all the stuff that you can do when making a cutting board. Mm -hmm. And it's like, how could you get bored doing this? Like, just do it differently. And you've done that with flags like perfectly. Cause I'm even as I'm scrolling through, I mean, I've been following you pretty much since you started on Instagram. Mm -hmm. And I'm scrolling through your flags now, including, by the way, I saw the I did, by the way, see the flags that I was thinking of that I saw when I was in your shop. Um and they're just amazing. There's so much variation flag to flag. Like you don't, it's hard to even say like, oh, this is, this is AJ's flag. And that's mm-hmm. a good thing, right? I yeah, can't yeah. just go look at this and go, oh, this is one that AJ made. Right. You have a, you have a definite style, but then none of your flags look the same. It's, it's impressive. Well, they're sculpture. I mean, I think yes. they, actually, they become sculptures. Yeah. Um, yeah. And that, and that t- that's impressive. I think that's really impressive. Mm-hmm. It, it, you know, where they started out to where they are now is it, I, I keep going back on my page and looking at, you know, the first few that I made and actually, a, um, a coworker of mine, he has my very first flag that I ever made. And I tell him, um, you know, I, I, I gotta get you a new one because I hate how it is. And he really likes it for some reason. And I think it's complete trash, but <laughs> you know, he likes it. So, I mean, I'll let him keep it, but I'm like, I got to make you another one. I said, my style has changed so much over the time. And well, I keep going back and forth, you know, through my page and going, wow, they really did change. And, you know, I let you in on a little secret. I beat myself up a lot with these flags because, you know, I don't think that they're, they're good enough. You know, people went on over, over them and I don't, I'm like, where, I don't see it, you know? So when I get compliments, I'm like, but it's just a piece of wood that, it has some waves in it. And then when I right. finally step back and look at it, I'm like, okay, yeah, they, they do look pretty nice. I mean, <laughs> I, you are allowed to give yourself a little bit of credit, right? Just, yeah. Like, just a well, little no, bit. This is pretty good. Okay. I'm good at this. <laughs> we're, we're all like that though. Well, it, it, it's funny though. It's also a little bit of like, you never notice your nieces and nephews growing up. Mm-hmm. I mean, you're, I mean, you never notice your own kids growing up but you notice your nieces and nephews because you don't see them every day. And I think that's part, that's a really big thing with all of our work. Cause I feel like I am like at the same level with my leather work that I was two years ago. Right. Mm -hmm. You just don't, you don't see that progression until someone makes you see that. Yeah. Uh, Trust me. My wife makes me see it every day because she's like, you're doing a great (laughs) job. And I'm like, no, I'm not, you know, because, yeah. you know, as makers, we pick out our flaws and we can see it from a hundred miles away. Yeah. And the second something happens, it's, it, you know, in my case, it's like, I'm, oh, I'm always under the deadline and, uh, I got to get it done because, you know, I love procrastinating for some reason. And, um, I, I just always wait until last minute. So, um, you know, a flag has to be done like tomorrow. I'm going to start it 
tonight, you know, but you know, the, like the, that pressure. Oh, for some reason. And, but yet every time I complain about it, I always say, yeah. why am I doing <laughs> this to myself? And then I continue to do it to myself. Yeah. 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 But, but it's, that's, that's, that's how some of us are, right? Like I have, I've had, I'm the, I'm, I'm the opposite, mm-hmm. right? I'll get started very early, but here's what happens with me. I'll hit a bump. Yep. And, and once oh, I hit yeah. that bump, I completely lose interest and mm-hmm. I have to stop. And it takes me a really long time to get back to something after I hit that bump. I had the, um, the board I was jokingly calling the Pringle, which <laughs> I did get fixed, but I let that board sit because I didn't, I was scared. Like, how do I tackle such a bad twist in a yeah. cutting board? Like, I've never had to deal with that before. Well, you should and just make it a wavy cutting board. A wavy, and, right? <laughs> there you go. You know? That's it. I just got a power car of these cutting boards and yeah, wow. We'll call we'll just call it the multiple juice groove model. <laughs> That's exactly um, yeah, it. Yeah, it's it's really funny because you know, I don't put it off. I don't put stuff off in, for a long time. Like I'm not a procrastinator that way. Like if mm-hmm. I get an order and I like I'll order the wood right away and I'll get to cutting it right away. As long as I'm not trying to keep the queue going and keep mm-hmm. it in order, I'll pretty much get started on every project as soon as I get it. Yep. But once I hit that little snag, oh my God, all the motivation just literally just drains out of me. And I'm like, I don't even want to do this anymore. Like, I don't know why woodworking screw that. Oh, oh yeah. Well, you know, my problem is Vincent is, is when I, like something else sparks my interest. I'm like a, I'm like a dog with a squirrel sometimes, <laughs> and I'm just like I get, but I get you know you just get I get so excited about the next thing. Mm-hmm. That's the worst thing that can happen to me because then I never want to go back to the thing I was working on. Sounds like um K, is it KRT Woodworks? He just did a video a couple of weeks ago where he, he had like 46 or 48 unfinished projects <laughs> oh, in his right. shop. And he was just going around his shop just showing all the unfinished projects. Well, that would actually drive me nuts. But <laughs> So what he's been doing, which is interesting, is like he's been like, okay, I have all these unfinished projects. I'm going to make YouTube content out of finishing all these unfinished there you go. projects. Yeah, right. And it's like, yeah, that's a that's a damn good way to do it. Well, that's no, gonna- you- that's. I mean, that's a really smart thing to do, though. I think there's something. Something there is when there's something. When there's something that you can't get to, or you you know you're not motivated to get to. Mm-hmm. If you can transition it to something that delivers something else, then it reignites you, right? So all of a sudden, you're making a video. You're going to make a video out of this thing that you never finished. Mm-hmm. Then now you're excited about making the video about that thing. I think that. I mean, for me at least, that can be really helpful. Yeah. Yeah. It definitely is. I, I'm as you guys were talking. I'm the master of starting one project, putting it down, going okay. Like I have to wait for stain to dry, or you know, the paint to dry, or something, and then I'll start on something else, and then completely somehow forget about that other project. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> but I walk it. past yep. it every day. That's the right, problem. Right. And I'm it's going, like a subliminal right. <laughs> and I keep looking at it, going like, I, okay, I got to do stars on it. So then. I forget to do the stars because I worked on now another project. Now I'm like five projects deep and I'm going like, where did, where did that one come from? And why didn't I finish it yet? And well, when you have do? like three projects like placed on top of that other project. Oh. So now you're never going to see it again. So. <laughs> exactly. I, yeah. It, you know, like Vincent was saying, I had flags all over and now my whole shop is filled with uh, all lumber to make these flags. I have so much stuff in my because i have a one car garage and then i have my basement area where i can i have my cnc the 3d prints and um all my lumber storage 
there is, I had room at one point and I was like, wow, I have nice room. You know, I can see the floor and now I have no room <laughs> and now projects are building up. But, you know, I got a couple going out today. Um, they're going to be shipping tomorrow morning. And um, it's, it's almost like a breath of fresh air because I'm like, wow, I got two projects out. You know, I can finally see my drying rack now, or, you know, now I freed up some space, but I love starting projects and for some reason putting them to the back burner. And I don't know why. Yeah. No, I, I, yeah, I, I totally get it. It's, it's a weird, we all have our weird things that just like, you, you kind of know it about yourself, but at the same time, you just kind of, you know, keep going. (laughs) I think the biggest problem is because as makers, we, we sometimes get bored of it, you know? Right. Well, exactly. Yeah. You know, you're doing it. And even though you really enjoy and love doing it, like I love making these flags. Mm -hmm. Um, but after a while, that flag, that one specific flag gets boring to me because you you almost hit a plateau where, okay, now, you know, in my case, I carved it out, I sanded it, I stained it, and then I hit that plateau of, I don't really want to finish it right now because I can make something else that's going to give me more gratification. Right, then, more, right. Once you start adding those things, like like my flags look very like bland before the stars or the insignia, and then... Next thing I know, I'm adding the stars. My wife's doing the insignia. And then it's like, okay, I can't wait to finish this. So now I'm in that progression of now I want to get it done. But right. I, like I said, I think as makers, we just we just have to do that next next project because we we got bored of this one. Well, I think that's part of part of the maker nature, right? It, it, it's because we we all love learning new things or mm-hmm. trying new things or doing the next thing and that's just part of it so it's it, it is easy to get tempted to to just move on yeah 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 it's i, I think that's a struggle that I'm, I'm sure a lot of people in our space struggle with myself absolutely included so definitely so aj obviously woodworking for now is not your your full-time gig Correct. um why don't you give us a little bit of a bio so we kind of know who you are a little better i know we jumped right into the projects because i get so excited <laughs> I, well it's yeah, and i want to know how you got started too so i want your backstory but also how you got started in the flags and and one of the things one of the things that i've enjoyed the most like i said i've been following you since the beginning Mm -hmm. so i feel like i've been watching you become who you are today from which is really kind of a cool thing to watch with somebody and again you don't see it all you don't see it through the progression you see it we were talking we were talking beforehand and i said i could tell you're getting busier because your stories are now (laughs) instead of being through the day they're all lumped in. It's like 25 tiny. You like Jimmy DeResta it all the yeah. way at the end of the day. And it's like, oh, yeah, AJ used to keep this going during the day. And now it's like, oh, no, 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 no. I don't, I don't have time for this. I got to make stuff. Mm-hmm. We'll talk about everything. We'll, we'll give the day in review at the end of the day. Yeah, <laughs> so, exactly. So how did, you go from, how did you go from the day job to the woodworking? You know, what is your day job? And how did you get started with woodworking? All right. Well, you know, um, I've been... At the same, my regular job job, I am currently the service manager for a transport refrigeration company. So trucks, trailers, uh, anything that needs to be temperature controlled, we uh, install and repair the units that are on the front of those vehicles. Um, So, you know, especially now with uh, all the stuff that's going on, medical is going through the roof. So we're very busy with everything because all that medical supply needs to be uh, temperature controlled. But mm-hmm. I've been at that job for, I think I just got a paper not too long ago. I think it celebrated like 16 years there and it was my first and only job. And, um, wow. 
I'm really hoping that this woodworking, you know, kicks off because maybe I can quit that. Even though I, I planned on, you know, pretty much being there until the day I died, I kind of want to move on from it. I, I think I hit my point of, because of being a service man, like uh, being a manager in general and, um, the kids nowadays, I don't want to have to deal with them anymore. So <laughs> the youngins, the youngins. Yeah. It's, you know, even, even some of the guys that I look at them, I'm going like, you're like 15 years older than I am. You should be more mature than this. I shouldn't have to hold your <laughs> right. hand. It gets stressful after a while, but right. You know, so I was, I was pretty much born a mechanic. Um, I really love working with my hands. I love taking stuff apart and putting them back together and watching it work. Um, so with that being said, you know, it kind of was a natural progression for me because, and I'll, I'll even dive a little bit deeper. Um, you know, I don't know how much hold, you know, how much I can hold back or say, but, um, don't worry, nothing bad, but you know, (laughs) I, I battled with, um, some tough times in my life and, um, only, I want to say it was over four years ago, I was going through, real bad times in my, uh, in my life. And, uh, you know, I was pretty much drinking myself away and Mm -hmm. finally something clicked in my brain and said, I have to stop this because it was going on for too long. And, um, the only thing that kept me going and going on a sober life is, um, working with my hands. I literally kept myself at my job and we have free range to work, um, on our own stuff at our job. So literally I would take on projects that, I would rebuild engines for people. Um, I pretty much tore tore a whole truck apart just to keep my mind busy, you know? So really it, it, it was like, I had to do something because I knew the second I stopped, my mind would, you know, wander. And then when I bought a house, um, that was a big milestone for me because it was my first house. And what do you do with a house? Well, you have a wood shop in your garage, right? So of course. I, I knew I didn't want to, you know, bring in cars or anything like that. So I was like, yeah, maybe I'll get a table saw, you know, a miter saw. So then once I started that little progression, um, I had met my now wife and, um, you know, she, she kept on coming by and I'd make little things here and there for the house, you know, and then one thing led to the next. Actually, my very first project was a set of farmhouse shelves when she was like looking at our walls in, in the master bedroom and she goes, I think we need some shelves. And Next thing I know, I made a set of farmhouse shelves, made the brackets myself and, um, you know, made out of two by eights that I ripped down, um, uh, on a table saw and then stained them. You know, that was my extent at that moment in time. And, uh, it all snowballed from there because I, I, you know, I wanted this dream shop like everybody has, you know, you see people Mm -hmm. on Instagram, Mm -hmm. you know, these big machines, this, you know, dust collection, this outfit table, everything. I wanted that. And so I would work my way up and then um, I had a few people who bought stuff. I actually thought maybe um, because they were my wife's friends. So I'm like, did you pay them to buy that stuff? Because it wasn't (laughs) like, like, did you give them the money to give to me? And, um, you know, she's, of course, no, you know, they, they bought it. It was some ladder shelves that I made and I had to really step out of my comfort zone because I had no real knowledge in woodworking. I knew little bit here and there, but I knew how to work with my hands. So right. it literally just went from there. And then, um, I was looking on Instagram one day and, uh, came across a page. Um, I, you guys might follow him, William, William Patrick customs. And, um, mm-hmm. so he put out a call for makers in all 50 States and he wanted to 
honor first national first responders day, which is in October. And, um, you built a flag for your local PD fire department, you know, anything you wanted. And, um, I, I went, I could do that, I, but I don't want to do a generic flag. You know, I wanted to do a wavy flag. So I found a template online and got started, but I was so hesitant, you know, talking about procrastination. I, I literally waited, I want to say like a couple weeks before it was due to get it out, you know, (laughs) because I psyched myself out. This was a huge project for me. Right. Um, Right. You know, I was, so this was your first one. Very first one. I I made, I, I, I lie. It was my second one. My first one, I was telling you that went to my friend that I'd never want to see that flag again, but this was my first legitimate red, white, and blue flag. And from there on, it just took off. And you know, we were talking that I, I wasn't getting sales and I was getting real bummed out. I almost stopped doing this woodworking because I was like, hey, it's not even worth it. What am I making anything for? Nobody wants stuff. And then <laughs> out of nowhere, just, you know, one order after the next, after the next. Right. And woodworking really has kept me um, going along with my sobriety and then just being able to become a better person in general. I mean, the people you meet and you know, it's cliche to say, but honestly, I stick by it. The community has changed me as a person because you find people that, you know, just so nice. Everybody wants to help everybody. You get those bad seeds every once in a while, but, you know, you weed through them and uh, you just become a better person. You want to help people. I don't want to turn anybody away. You know, Mm -hmm. I get asked out all the time. What, you know, what do I use for my flags? How do I do it? I'll send people videos. I mean, I'll, (laughs) I've bombarded people with like 20, 30 videos and, just because they asked me one simple question, you know, I'm willing to help out. And that's all because of this community that, that I fell upon. It, it's, it's funny. I, I feel like I've probably done the same thing where someone's asked like a simple question. I've <laughs> like a DM and I've sent them like, like 40 DMS about like a solution. And they're like, thanks. Yeah, right. <laughs> just, I, I always but, feel I, in every conversation like that, there's a moment where I say, I'm sorry, I'm blowing up your DMs. Yeah, or something exactly, like that. Like, right. I'm always apologizing. Like, I'm sorry. I didn't mean to give you that much information, but, yeah, I, right? but I love it. But, but so first of all, I mean, I, I really appreciate you, you talking about, you know, your sobriety and, and how this has helped. Cause I, I, I think um, I, and I know a couple other people, so I'm, mm-hmm. this is where it's coming from. Um, and I, you know, I can't say it for myself, but it, I, I do think there's something to be said for purpose and, and, um, and I think this community and making and stuff like that for some people, not for everyone, but it, it gives a purpose. And I think that's a really important thing when you're struggling with, with, with any kind of addiction or anything, anything, any bad thing there's, mm-hmm. it's if there's a reason to not do that because you're going to, you want to do something else instead, I think that's really important. And I think purpose is a really important thing. So I'm, I'm, I'm touched and, and also uh, recognize that that's so, that's so important. And I'm, I'm, I'm happy that you found that man. Yeah. I mean, you know, day by day I'm learning, actually I, I would hashtag, you know, sober life, um, Mm -hmm. just sober. And I actually had a few makers reach out to me and be like, Hey, you know, I'm X amount of years sober, you know, that's great. You know, this, that, the other thing. And then more and more, you're seeing a lot of people open up to it. Actually, right. My very first, I, I, 
I hate doing stories. And um, even though you see like 25 of them at a time, I really, I'm getting better at them where I just hit record and then just send it off and don't care about anything. I hate them. Yeah. <laughs> it, it's a, it's almost a necessary evil because yeah. you don't yeah. want to do it, but you want to have people right. know what's going on. Mm-hmm. But, you know, I um I was following Christy over at Oak Hill Millworks and um a while back she did a giveaway and she wanted you to, you know, talk about a struggle or a hard time in your life. Mm-hmm. And I just went, well, I I definitely struggled. And my my wife was like, do it, you know. And I must have sat there for almost an hour trying to record myself doing that, but you know, honestly, that opened up a gateway to a ton of people who are, you know, either recovering, who, you know, have so many years behind them. And it just showed a different level because, you know, Instagram is, is weird because, you know, you only see the, the, right. the good. Yeah. Yeah. Totally. Yeah. And it was a nice thing to finally open up and go like, Hey, this is who I am. And it's this not is all I, good. Right. Yeah. It's not all nice rainbows and daisies all the time. You know, I wish well, it was. That's the thing, right? So when you see, when you're going through all these things, you know, when you go, when you're dealing with addiction, when you're dealing, like I dealt with for years, dealt with depression, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. you you always feel like you're going through it alone. Right. You always feel like you're, you're, you're your own support system and you can't do anything and everything is falling apart and oh, yeah. you're not, you, you can't ask for help because no one understands and you're and on you your own. you don't want to show that. I mean, you don't yeah. want to show, you don't want to show that because it, it exposes you, right? And, and the minute, right. the minute you find someone who you think will be able to relate, you grab onto that person with an iron grip and you don't let them go. Oh yeah. Because you're like, this is the person who's mm-hmm. going to help me get through this because they understand. Yeah. So when you tag something like sober life on a, on a, one of your posts, somebody reading that just goes, Oh, he's, he's going through it. He's been through it. Mm-hmm. I can, I can, I can relate it. If we relate on nothing else, we relate on this. Oh, yeah. And it's such a powerful thing to find kinship, even in negative things, because once you feel like you're not alone, right. then you're like, oh, I, I can get through this because I'm not alone. You know, you he's getting through it. I'll get through it. They're getting through it. You know, we'll get through it. Maybe we won't get through it, you know, tap dancing down the <laughs> yellow brick road holding hands. But at least I know that when, you know, if I stumble or if I'm having a little bit of a bad day, I know that somebody else out there is going through it and maybe they're having a better day and I can kind of live vicariously through them until I'm having a better day. You know, it's amazing how much community, just knowing that someone else is there with you, even if they're not really like right there, it's amazing how much that helps. It's, it's, it's unbelievable. And I think the other thing too is there, there's something to be said for like, if you, if your Instagram was about, sobriety right that was your instagram like that would be really uh like a a tall wall to climb for a lot of people right oh yeah so i think i think there's something about a welcoming community that's built about uh, that's you know surround like kind of the foundation of it is creativity and making and building and stuff like that and it's and it's it's a way it's it's not, it's not about just that. Like it's a, it's a, I don't know. I'm struggling obviously, but (laughs) it's, but it's like a gateway to be able to talk about those things or to find those people in a way that is not just, it's not starting with the 
the addiction or the mm-hmm. struggle. It's it's a you're finding people that are interested in in things that you're interested in, and they've had that struggle. And so there's a way there's it breaks down that initial boundary or that initial conversation, right? Oh yeah, it, does it that def- make sense? I don't know. I'm it, struggling, but it really does. And you know, I, I I'll touch on this just a little bit, uh, just a tiny bit more, but. You know, just recently, um, my wife always tells me uh, that the universe works in mysterious ways. And I have to say, it really, really does. I was talking to somebody and, you know, out of nowhere, I'm now helping them. You know, they're going through Mm -hmm. some stuff and some deep stuff. And I don't know this person. I literally, literally just messaged them about something completely not even relevant. But I was able to help somebody who is a word worker as well. So it's, it's weird how everything works and you know, how it was all like how I felt like I was almost meant to message this person. And after that, now we're friends, you know, I, I, you know, friends on the internet, but still we talk every once in a while and it's weird, very weird Instagram. It it is the, the relationships that you make over social media is a very strange thing. Cause I, I, I've had people that we just, like they've asked me a question about leatherworking, right? Mm-hmm. And then, and and now we talk. And and now, if they have a bad day or if I have a bad day, we just I'm just like, <laughs> what's up? You know, like, and it's not overly like emotional. There's nothing, you know. It's not like, you know, I'm, it's not therapy. Yeah, but yeah. it's just it's just the check in, <laughs> well, right? Kind of is though, right? Yeah, no, I was just is, gonna well, say, well, right? Yeah, I mean, it is. It like, but if and things happen, like uh, pets die, right, or mm-hmm. um, family members die, and and just having someone and I always try to remember this too. And I think this is also important for every, all of us, right? If you know someone that has that, a DM that just says, how you doing? Mm-hmm. is super like, because I know that the response has been overwhelming. Just like, I can't believe that you reached out and asked me about that. Mm-hmm. Ask me about my day or ask me how I'm doing. That's huge. And that's super important. And it's so easy for us all to do, right? Oh, yeah. Definitely is. <sighs> easy thing to do with a huge impact. <laughs> yep, exactly. Yeah. So, so flag-wise, right? Mm-hmm. So, I mean, I've seen your work. It's mind-boggling that, you know, sometimes I have to remind myself that these are made of wood. Mm-hmm. Right, <laughs> so, right. How did you, how did you like refine? Cause making a, like, I really like your analogy. I I'm stuck on it being I'm stuck on the analogy of it being like a plaque when it's a flat flag. Not that there's anything wrong with a flat flag. Cause people still ask for them. I'm oh, sure. Yeah. But these wavy flags, how, okay. How do you tackle your first one? And how much does it, how much do you feel like you've learned in the making them wavy technique? since you started doing them how much i've learned is like completely off the charts (laughs) because you know from the very first one um it was a template then you cut it out on the bandsaw and then you did some sanding so Mm -hmm. really there was no carving involved then i stepped it up where then i started using um a cuts all disc which is my primary disc that i use to grind out the wood and, um, you know, I would still follow how the template was because, you know, I was comfortable making it that way. And mm-hmm. then I kept looking at like, I kept looking at real flags and going like, okay, this is how they would wave, you know, let me add it a little bit here. And then I'd go a little deeper. And then my whole, 
making process from start to finish has changed completely because I would rip down, you know, two by fours in different heights, um, of course, different widths to make the the stripes. And then finally, um, as you see on some of them, I have some smaller ones that have really, really deep waves. And, mm-hmm. um, you know, somebody once said it was, uh, it was the name of it. Like I think category five hurricane or something like that. Cause it, <laughs> it really was wavy. And like, I keep all the thicknesses the same. So then I can, I can grind out more material and give it that more, that deeper wave, because I've seen some, I, I go on Etsy every once in a while just to see what's out there. And I'm looking at mm-hmm. some of them and I'm going like, there's, there's no wave. Like, right. where is the wave? Like, I want to see a wave to it. And, you know, it changed completely since day one. I mean, like I said, it, day one, it was like, I was just toying around with it. And now I'm really getting into it. I just carved out four four or three footers yesterday. And, um, it's crazy. I had six to do, but my back said, no, I couldn't finish the (laughs) other two. (laughs) You know, I was getting to the point where it was either I was going to get hurt or I was just going to start destroying stuff and I didn't want to do either. (laughs) So, um, you know, I did four flags. Um, three of them are going to have badges on them, uh, for, police and fire. And then the other one was just a standalone traditional American flag, but each one is different in its own way. And mm-hmm. a lot of the things that I kind of just said, I need to do it differently. And then just went with it. Um, I'd see some online that I'd go, okay, that's what I don't want to do. Okay. That's what I want to do. So then I take what they did and kind of tweaked it into my own way. And of course, as we all know, you know, you try new things and then you get new products and you find what works for you. Um, but totally. I think one of the things I love about your flags and, you know, your process is you don't do your flags. Like it would be so easy to slap a ball nose bit in your CNC and just say, carve this, right? Like it would just be like, just throw some flat wood on there and say, go at it while I do other things. And I like that. I really like that. I can just envision you just sitting there with your angle grinder with the cuts all disc and it just just hogging away a line and going, "That's not perfect enough for my taste." Mm-hmm. No, and then smoothing that out a little bit because one well, one of the, the distinguishing art, though, right. What's Sorry. that? Sorry, that, I, I didn't mean to interrupt. But that like that's the art of it. Like right. That's that's that's, that's why I love that's yeah. why I love looking at yours because right. like you just said you know you would look at a real flag and go hmm if the wind was rippling this flag mm-hmm. how would it look right and I'm telling you in the right light you really can't tell that your flags are not actual flags it's mm-hmm. it shows that you put that in I think the organic nature of hand carving them plus actually paying attention to what they look like when they when they flutter in the wind mm-hmm. I think it's really paid off for you I mean it's well, like I said before, I, I mean, to me, there it's art and sculpture. It's it's because it's like uh, you're you're carving them by eye, not by mm-hmm. by by design, not by like generic design, right? Yeah, yeah. You know, I it was funny when I was getting the CNC. Um, my father actually surprised it with uh, to me with um, the the saying of like. Oh, well, don't buy any more tools because something big is coming and then it can make your flag making. And my flags were nowhere near where what I'm doing today. But mm-hmm. he goes, it, it it's going to do the flags themselves. And I'm like, like I don't want that. <laughs> what's getting like what's coming here? So 
I, I said it to myself that I was not going to do flags on the CNC because that's not me. Um, mm-hmm. I put mm-hmm. myself into each and every flag and each right. and every flag, I pride myself on them being different. So I don't want to be able to, as granted, it'd be very, very nice to hit a button that says go <laughs> and just watch it, you know, come to life. And then all I got to do is just, you know, slap some stain on it and I'm done. But I, I set out a goal and that goal is not to do anything like that. I, I still have a flag and I hope tools today isn't listening because I still have a flag that <laughs> I have to do. You still haven't done that one, have you? <laughs> no, I have not. I have the wood sitting next to the CNC. I love it. I have all the You've been bits. talking about this damn flag for what? Eight months? Oh, Six months? Uh, actually, it was before, it was well before September because I got married in September and I'm like, oh, you know, my wedding's coming up. So I'll do it right after we're done with the wedding. And um, it's now March and still haven't touched it. But that's a it. that's a big it's project. Like, it's like the beer, beer sofa, Vincent. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> it's his beer Side sofa. Joke. That's exactly what it is. <laughs> This sofa beer fridge. Yeah, yeah, sofa beer fridge. Thank you. Wow. Yeah. So well, eventually, maybe in 30 years, I'll get that flag carved out on the CNC. But like I said, I take a lot of pride in making them because they are handmade, you know. Mm-hmm. And um, I have to say, I I love making these things. They are just, they're therapeutic, you know. Even right, though right. my back is killing me today, um, I just posted up uh, four of them, or no, I'm sorry, two of them yesterday. And um the patches now are not going to be blended in. I'm actually mm-hmm. making them so that it looks like the patch is standing off of the flag. Huh. And uh, if you oh, look I at, see, yeah, I see that your last yeah, one. It's yeah. like a little raised. Yep. Oh wow! And yeah, uh, cool. It was just kind of like I wanted. I've not seen that different. before. Yeah, I've not seen that by and anyone. Now, now that's all rough. So once I final yeah. sand it, then that thing's and I make it so. When I lay out my my uh, blank, I lay the picture on there. I trace around it, so I at least have a reference of where it's going to be. And then you don't see like this giant piece of wood behind it. It just looks like the patch. So right, uh, it's it's. I'm trying to incorporate different things every time I try. You know, make a new flag. Um, I want to do something a little bit different on them. Make them stand I out. Love it. So cool. Well, you, thank you you have a passion for this that is so obvious to me. And I got to be honest with you, there have been times where I just have no interest in going down to my shop mm-hmm. and I'll laze around for a day and then I'll be laying in bed because I tend, don't take this the wrong way because I know, you know, whatever, but I tend to watch your stories as I'm laying <laughs> in bed at night. Well, thank <laughs> you. <laughs> I'm laying in bed. I'm going through Instagrams like, oh, there's AJ. Let's see what he did today. And I click and I watch and I watch. And I'm like, yeah, you did nothing today, my friend. Get your ass in the shop tomorrow. <laughs> and it's, it's really Step motivating. up your game, Vincent. Right. It's it's so funny nah. how you know I you, when when somebody is really passionate about right. something it it's it's so infectious and yeah. your passion for what you do is one of my favorite things about you and it it comes through every time like it comes through in your work it comes through in your stories but it also comes through in your podcast mm-hmm. which I got to tell you man I don't listen. And don't take offense if you have one of these people, but I really don't listen to like woodshop type podcasts. Mm-hmm. I really don't. But you, you and you and Josh from the beginning have had a pretty good thing going. Yeah. And it's just a great, it's a great show. And I think 
I'm pretty sure, and, and Ethan will correct me, but I'm pretty sure at one point it was my thing of the week. It, I the, think, yeah, it was. It, and yeah, I did, I yeah. do believe I actually said it's the only shop type podcast mm-hmm. that I actually listen to because I, yeah, I just yeah. like, I like the vibe that the two of you have together, and it's just everything you do. You just kind of like you said, you, you when you make your flags, you throw yourself into it. When you make your pod, when you when you do the podcast, it's just you. Like I'm talking to you now, or I was nervous about meeting you in your shop that day. And it's like, I, well, I was there like an hour, like yeah. just, we were just, there, just shooting the shit for an hour. And it was so much fun, you know, just, you're the same guy. Like you're that guy. You're, that's not like Instagram, AJ. That's just AJ. That's who AJ is. Literally. That's yeah. the best way. <laughs> I'm the same person you're going to meet on the, on the street. I might have a, a bit dirtier mouth, but you know, I'm, gonna, <laughs> I'm literally the same person on Instagram that I am in real life. And, uh, I pride myself on that because, you know, you see a lot of people putting on this front or, or they come through that way. Let's put it that way. Mm-hmm. And, right. Right. You know, you're going like, are you really like that in person or not? And when somebody's genuine, you can tell, um, Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. Like right off the bat, like I, I follow, uh, a couple people that I talk to on a regular basis. And um, I'm going like, as soon as I saw their stories or their posts, I knew right then and there that they were that person. If I was to meet them today, that would be the person I'm meeting. Mm-hmm. And like I said, I pride myself on that because I don't want to put on a front. What do I have to, I don't even use filters on any of my photos. I don't need to. <laughs> right. I, well, I, and what are, you, what are you doing? I mean, what are you doing if you're trying to like, I don't well exactly exactly that though like if you my my thing is if I ever met someone in person mm-hmm. I want them I want them to shake my hand and be like that's the person right yeah. like I yeah. like it would be the worst thing in the world for me which is why we're, the, we're we are this way right but for me to be like shake someone's hand and then be like an asshole right so, yeah right <laughs> exactly I don't know it's just but yeah. but. I haven't met those people. So, <laughs> yeah, we really, I mean, it's it's remarkable. And we always talk about, it, but it's remarkable how um, self-selecting this community actually right. is. Like yeah, yeah. those people just don't last. Self-selecting, yeah, yeah. for sure, yeah. they don't last. Yep. I was going to say, people, they, they will get weeded out very, very quickly. Mm-hmm. Quickly, yeah. Mm-hmm. You know, the people that you know, I you 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 usually see it in. Hey, that's really cool. How'd you do it? Oh, mm-hmm. you know, and you get a vague, vague answer. And it's like, oh, you're one of those. Okay, cool. Now I know. <laughs> mm-hmm. the, I, I have a, a guy that I've done a few collaborations with, and um, he he posted up a while before I even actually met him in person. And um, he he posted up something about another maker. All he asked him was, what color green do you use? And the guy was like, you know, sent him to his Etsy shop and said, you could just buy one if you want. And like, really? Yeah. I, just answer. It's it's not that hard. Well, either you know be what? part either be part of the community or don't. And that's yeah. and, and and you know what? Like I, I there's part of me that doesn't blame the people that don't want to be bothered, but then don't pretend that mm-hmm. you are so part of the community. There's right? a difference between the people that are generous and the people that aren't. And the people that are generous are the people with what what I call a large pie perception. If I I will help anyone mm-hmm. that wants to make the same things that I make because I'm mm-hmm. not competing with you. Yeah. Right. I'm not. If I'm competing, if I feel like I'm competing with you, then I need to really understand why I think I'm competing with you more than 
if I am or not, right? Mm-hmm. But I don't see myself as competing with other people. If somebody asks me a question about cutting boards or you know, how I do things I do, I share that information willingly and happily yeah. because I feel like I didn't get to where I am without knowledge uh-huh. of dozens and dozens of other people, right? So, so if I got here with other people's help, who am I to keep the information yeah. secret? It's not my information, right? And, 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 and you, none of us have invented any of this. I mean, no. there's there, there's a few people out there that have genuinely created a new process or, you Except know, Except for Michael Ohm. Yeah, <laughs> right, exactly, right, right. But, but yeah, I mean, Ben Uweta has always said this too. He's like, I don't own this, this idea, right? Mm-hmm. Millions of people have had this idea. So I can either try like really like double down on this is my thing and do it. Or I can do one of one of two other things. I can either double down and just do it better than anyone else. Right. So Mm -hmm. I'm going to do this the best way I can. And my my, you know, my strategic advantage is going to be doing it better than you right but i'm not gonna hide any it's not that i own this i'm just gonna do it better Mm -hmm. or i'm gonna take it and be like i'm gonna i'm not gonna stop with this thing that i think that i've i do better than anyone else right i'm not gonna stop there i'm gonna take that and start doing more of it because i can't i can't compete with people copying my things but i but i can compete with me being more creative and smarter than everyone else oh yeah I, you know, I've, I've had a few makers reach out to me and, you know, on the flags, how do you make them? What products do you use? And, you know, I'll give them as much information as they want because I'll, I'll mm-hmm. just keep talking. And like you, we said before, I'll send right, right. too many videos where I'm like, <laughs> if I was on the receiving end of this, I'd be like, okay, calm down guy. I, I understand it after the 400th video. But, <laughs> but, I, need volume, I didn't need volume six. I yes. swear. We're good. We're I good. was on, <laughs> yes, I was on different seasons at one point. <laughs> You know, but, amazing. I mean, one guy asked me about some finish and I think I had probably 20 stories I sent him explaining different finishes, different, you know, ways that I spray it, the way I, you know, sand it out. But the thing is, I've gotten so much feedback after that. Right. Like, hey, right. thanks for the help. Here's my flag that I made, you know, and then now I get to see their progression because, yeah. you know, one guy came to me, he's like, Oh, I made the first one. I don't really like it. And then I'm looking at it. We're critiquing it and seeing what he could do different. And then the next one he made was even better. And then they just kept getting better and better. And I've had few people reach out, ask what I used, and then come back to me with a finished product. And that, and and the biggest thing they go is thank you for all the help that you gave me. Right. And you're almost wondering, like, did they reach out to anybody else? And did they turn them yeah. down? I know. So. That's funny you say that because I I've had that same thought. Like people ask me a question, like, oh, I, oh, finally I understand. It's like, oh, cool. I hope I was your first choice. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I'd feel real bad if I was like your third. It took three people to get to me. Yeah, right. <laughs> what? So I've had people. Re- I mean, I've had tons of people reach out and and make. Let's just talk about the Exacto knife for a second, mm-hmm. right? I've had so many people like that, that has been kind of become my known thing, right? Uh, they're leather wrapped exactos. I've had so many people make those, right? Um, and, but they, they've reached out and asked questions or even if they haven't, they just, you know, gave me credit or whatever. Mm-hmm. I'm so excited for that. I don't care <laughs> about the, 
the one sale that I might have missed or whatever. That's oh, that's yeah. stupid to me. But those people are so then so like genuinely committed to you. Not even committed. That's I don't know what the right word is. Mm-hmm. But but then I've learned so much from those people that have done other things. Right? They've they've iterated on that or on something else I've made, mm-hmm. and they've iterated on that over and over again. And I've learned from them. And I've become, you know, I've become a better maker because of that. Or that from them tagging me in their posts, I've gotten sales from it. So you just have to be like, is a really, are, like, are you really losing out from someone copying your work? I argue no, because I think I've benefited from every time anyone, anytime anyone's ever copied it, it's exposure mm-hmm. and and additional sales and or I've learned new techniques because I started following them and they're so they're, they're looking, they're doing that from everyone else that they follow. And now I'm gaining from all the things that they're uh, picking away from other makers. A lot of people have a problem where it's, they believe that the best thing they offer is the work, Mm -hmm. right? Right. If, if the best thing you're offering is the thing, I mean, that's great. You make a good thing and you should be very happy that you're making a good thing. But in the end, if somebody isn't coming back to you mm-hmm. because and they're getting the same thing from someone else, then you failed. Oh, it has yeah. nothing to do with anything. You failed because you didn't give them a reason to come back to you for mm-hmm. the thing. You know, right. if you, if I have cu- this- I have a customer. I have a customer who has come back to me so many times that we have almost an informal understanding. Like he doesn't even have to ask my prices. He knows my prices mm-hmm. as well right. as I do at right. this point. Right. right. He comes back to me every few months and orders two or three cutting boards. And right. it's like this one guy, this is one customer. Yeah. Why is he coming back to me? My prices are in line with other people. Sometimes they're a little lower, sometimes they're a little higher. Right. But I think it's just because we've developed a relationship and I put a lot of effort into making sure that he's always happy. And I try to do that with everybody. I mean, but sometimes you resonate with a customer and they come back to you. If your customer, if that guy wants another cutting board, he could just as easily go, hey, mm-hmm. AJ, could you make me this cutting yep. board? And AJ mm-hmm. would happily do it because AJ would stab me in the back as soon as he'd give me the shirt <laughs> off his back. But in reality, right? If, the wavy if he does, juice groove yeah. uh, <laughs> cutting board. If I lose a customer to AJ, it's not, you know, that's a failing of me, not so much the item itself. The item doesn't matter. It really mm-hmm. doesn't. People, right. in this, in the in the business that we're in, right? The thing can be made by anybody, and chances are there's probably somebody making it better than you. Mm-hmm. 100%. Yep. But what's different is you. Right. You are the proposition. You are the unique value proposition. That's what a brand is. A mm-hmm. brand isn't your logo and your colors. and Your brand is your unique proposition of value. It's what are you worth yep. to the customer. And well, if and you I, I, aren't worth enough that they'll keep coming back to you and they'll get the same thing from someone else that they would get from you, it's well, because then, you didn't give them a reason to come back. Mm-hmm. And, and and good. Like then you then you didn't deserve it, right? Yeah. Right. Uh, yeah. It, but I also think the other thing, Vincent, is that what we don't realize is that that customer realizes that you're charging similar prices. But you're getting better every time, mm-hmm. and I, and and really good customers understand that they're getting more and more value every time they buy from you. Oh yeah, oh yeah. Because 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 even if you don't understand it, right? As we talked about before, 
you don't you don't know your step changes in your quality and everything like that. Mm-hmm. They're getting more and more value every time that you make a cutting board because every time you're making a better cutting board. AJ, have you had anybody come back for a second flag and go, oh, wow, you, you've gotten a lot better at this? Like, have you had any repeat customers go, oh, man, dude, this is I, this is better? You know, I actually, as you were talking about it, I have a woman who doesn't live too far from me, probably five minutes, and she has gotten so many things from me, and she goes, mm-hmm. you're my guy, and that's it. <laughs> like, I don't want to go to anybody else. She comes to me with random stuff, like, you know, I'm going to be making a, a, a sign for her, a small sign, but I, I don't think I actually ever made a wavy flag for her. I made a few flat flags, but I changed up. I think I made one for her friend. She wanted to get it for her friend and um, I made it out of ash. Now, this was the first time I ever worked with ash and, but it was a different level and she did come back and go like, wow, it's it's way different, but in a good way. Like it looks amazing. You know, the first one I made her, she loved, but then when I made it a little bit different, she really noticed. And that's why I think she keeps coming back. And you were talking along the lines of, you know, repeat customers. That's why I stay the person who I am. I'm not going to, you know, be somebody I don't want to be because I want to be personable to that customer because I want their repeat business. You know, right. I don't want to push somebody away. Now, there's those times where you, you know, they always say the customer's always right. And most of the time, they're probably not. But you, know, <laughs> you can't tell them that they're wrong, you know. No. <laughs> but you want to be the best person you can because in the end, we're trying to get our names out there. And, you know, for good customers, I will do a little bit extra um, just for that that one woman. I did a, um, I said I wanted to surprise her husband with something. Uh, he's a, an officer. So I did a a badge on the CNC, carved it out, burnt it, and then cleared it. And she loved it. She actually ordered another one. And she wanted it bigger because she goes, oh, I want him to take that to work. You know, can you make one for the house? So it's like just being that level of person, it it really Mm -hmm. shows and really comes through to not just your customers, but like we were talking about, everybody online. Um, Right. I, I am this the same way that I am on this podcast, I will be the same way on my Instagram and everywhere I'm a, else. I'm a total dick in real, per- <laughs> in real life. <laughs> I'm completely different at my real job. Um, I'm really nice at my woodworking business, but not, <laughs> not my re- my, not my real job. You know, isn't it kind of isn't it kind of crazy how you can like I I noticed that. I, I went the other way, right? Like my 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 interactions at my interactions at my day job when I started doing you know my business, they completely changed. Mm-hmm. Like the way I interact with people at at the day job is very different now, because I yeah. I can I kind of have a different perspective on what it means to run a business, mm-hmm. right? And yeah. it really did change the way I like. I had a conversation today at work, and it was just like okay, I, I need to get everybody in a room together and we just need to hash this out because there's some stuff being discussed and I'm getting direction from like five different places. So let's just get this done. So I, um, my boss got everybody together. We had one conversation. I did, um, I did two mock-ups and two label designs. And I'm like, here we go, all done. That's all I needed, thank mm-hmm. you. And it's like, I understand, like that's how I am almost, you know, there's a certain amount of, folksy charm that i like to have with my customers you know everybody gets a handwritten note i like to 
send them progress pictures. Even if I don't put them in stories, they get them on DMs in some way. I'm like, here, this is what this is what I'm working on for you. We're almost there. We're almost there. You know, but in the end, it's a very professional. Mm-hmm. Like I try to be as professional as possible. I try to make I, I like to give the illusion of bigness with my business. So you get a price quote that's formal. It gets emailed to you. Um, I turn it into an invoice when it's done. I send you the invoice. There's a link in the email to pay for everything. Mm-hmm. You know, trying to keep everything looking big, but then also maintain that certain amount of like folksy charm. Like, hey, you're dealing with a guy. Like, I'm just a right. guy I, doing I'm a thing, person. right? Yeah. And it's it's I think people I think people appreciate that. I think mm-hmm. they they no, want to know they want to know that you're a professional and just a guy all at right. the same time. It's no, amazing. Well, half the people that buy more than half, probably ninety percent of the people that buy stuff from me, like are buying it because they know me and they. Mm-hmm. It's not it's not just that they want to support me because they nope. would not just buy things to support me, but they they appreciate the fact that it's handmade yep. and and they know that I care about what I do and they care about the fact that I'm you know I'm doing what I love right so yeah it's a, that, it's a different I think that comes I think that comes through and that goes back to what I was saying about you AJ you know it it comes through mm-hmm. when you love what you do and right. you enjoy it and it's not a slog mm-hmm. like it's you know, I, I I've been talking a lot recently about you know the last the, the last the six weeks prior to two weeks ago where I wasn't in my shop at all. Mm-hmm. The one I, I went a month and a half feeling like crap, and it's mm-hmm. like it's really hard to get into your shop when you're not feeling well, right? And yeah. you know, I was talking today about getting back in there and you know, kind of getting back in the groove. And I think this weekend, this weekend was the one. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because I know when I, I took a bunch of stuff to ship today i was like that felt really good to That's do awesome, right you know it felt really good to just go okay i'm back <laughs> like, mm-hmm. it's, we're good now it's it's like a a reset for your mind and body because you 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 know i i'll push myself until i can't walk anymore and right uh, i can't right. think straight and you know my, my once again my wife is there just telling me you gotta you know you gotta trust you gotta Trust what your body's telling you because, I mean, eventually I, I sit on the couch and I'm going like, okay, I'm going to get downstairs tonight. And next thing I know, I'm waking up three hours later, passed out on the couch. Right, right. And I'm going like, uh, then I think like, oh my God, now all these projects, they're going to be, and she's like, the projects are still going to be there. They're going to be there for when you can go in there, but you got to rest and reset because- well- it's it's true. If you don't reset, then then your work is going to suffer at that point. Then, oh, yeah. Then you That's can how I ended customers. up with the Pringle. That's yeah. how I ended up with the Pringle. I forced myself to go down to the shop when I wasn't mm-hmm. in a condition to mm-hmm. be down in the shop. I made a really sloppy glue up, yep. and I ended up with a Pringle. Like, yeah. that's what I – and I'm like, okay, you know what? There are days. I, I'll give the perfect example. Perfect example was this past Friday. I did not do anything shop related. Mm. I sat on the couch pretty much all day, watched YouTube, and I was doing I mean, I was doing design work, right? I was doing some stuff in Illustrator on my on my laptop, but that was as far as it got. I did not do anything mm-hmm. physical. Why? Because two weeks ago I learned my lesson. That's why. Oh yeah. <laughs> Good time. No, I've I've always been a fan of the the second that you are rushing or or ang- like kind of frustrated with a with a whatever you're working on Mm -hmm. that's the time to stop 
Oh, totally. And, and, and it, I learned that from, and I love my dad. I learned that from my dad because he would not stop. And, and, and then I learned that from myself as well, because I would do every, every time I was at that point where I was just super frustrated with something or just like tired of doing it. Right. Right. Even if it was fine, I was just exhausted or tired. That's when I'd either ruin the project by like slipping and like routing out, you know, the face of whatever I'm working on, or I would cut myself, right? Like those are the times. So the second that I ever, I ever feel like I'm, I'm just, I want to get this done is when I need to step away. Yeah. That becomes your stopping point, whether you want it to be or not. (laughs) Right. Exactly. So AJ, we've talked a lot about your, your woodworking and the amazing stuff that you've done. We've talked about how you got your start and that's all well and good. But I have to ask another question that I don't know that anyone's ever asked you. How'd you get how'd you get connected with Josh? And how did the Sawdust Nation get started? Wow. All right. Um, so on a lonesome, dark, lonely night. Um, just, <laughs> just he was I was frustrated at a, with a project. And yeah. <laughs> um, in all honesty, it it goes back. I remember um when, cause I, I rode, I, once in a while, if I get enough time, I, uh, you know, a motorcycle that I'll take around and whatnot. And I remember somebody followed me and, you know, started talking and he was telling me about that. He used to live in upstate New York and he actually messaged me because he saw a, um, a pic, a story that I was doing some maintenance on my, on my Harley. And, um, next thing I know, we're starting to talk more, you know, I, um, kept on chatting with him and then out of nowhere, it just became, now we keep talking and talking and talking. And then one thing led to the next where he's like, Hey, let's start doing, you know, some lives and, um, on Instagram. So we would do that, you know, and, um, we'd gain a little bit of traction. And then finally he went and said, why don't we do a podcast? And I'm like, (laughs) What? <laughs> Are you out of I your got, mind? I got enough stuff going on. You want me to now do a <laughs> podcast? I'm like, I, I'm I'm rushing on because I think we used to do the lives on Sunday, and um, he I, I remember trying to rush get my stuff done so that I was able to you know get on the live, and you know I never wanted to disappoint, so I was always there, and because it was fun too, mm-hmm. but. Then the podcast came around and then we started toying around with that idea, did a few episodes and they were horrible because the audio was real bad, you know, glitches here and there. Uh, I remember I was, I was recording not on, not on my good mic, but my webcam decided that it wanted to pick up the audio and it was all ruined. And, um, so, but you listen back and you go like, wow, we, we, we were there, you know, we started out on Instagram, uh, mm-hmm. as just two makers, we met up and then actually we met in person at the woodworking show, uh, when it was over in sea caucus and, um, you know, met for a couple minutes, you know, talk, chit chatted and, um, and then kind of just, you know, he went on his way. I went on mine, but we still remained in, you know, uh, friends on Instagram and, um, you know, it's grown ever since then. And, um, the podcast has been growing pretty good. Um, you know, how long have you guys been doing it? it? We are going to actually we record on Tuesday and it will be episode 38, I want to say. Nice. So awesome. it's really been cool watching that thing come out of nowhere and just that's awesome. Catch on. Like I love it. It you well, know what's uh what's the upstate? So you're not I mean you're from 
New Jersey, right? Yeah, I'm I'm up in northern Jersey. Um, and he was he was, I think, up in upstate New York. He I think he was right next to Canada. So uh, we oh, gotta wow. it, we gotta find out because I, I grew up in Rochester, which is I, Canada. Yeah, I gotta ask him where where again because he and it was funny, not long ago he was up um up that way because I think his don't quote me on this, but somebody who was getting married, I want to say his brother-in-law. I don't remember. I have no idea. Um, but he stopped on by. He's like, hey, I'm in your area. I'm stopping by. I'm like, oh, uh, okay. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I, I, you know, I didn't know what to do. I'm, I'm plugging away in the shop. And next thing I know, he pulls in the driveway and, you know, it's, it's always fun getting together with him, but he's down South Jersey. Um, mm-hmm. And so I think he's like an hour and chain, probably like an hour and a half, almost two hours away from me. And, um, but it's, it's fun to connect on, uh, mm-hmm. on the podcast, because even though I know what's going on with him because of Instagram, it's, it's a different dynamic when you get to record the podcast. Oh, and, absolutely. You know, I can, I can vouch for that, <laughs> <laughs> you know, and seeing feedback, um, you know, in the beginning, cause I get very discouraged very easily. So like mm-hmm. when I didn't see any questions coming in, you know, because I'm basing it off of other podcasts, you know, you're going like, well, they're getting all this content and, you know, ours is not. But then my wife comes into play again where she just tells me, just wait, you guys will, mm-hmm. you guys will grow. And now if you look at it, you know, we got, we got some really good sponsors behind us. Um, mm-hmm. Awesome. You know, I'm even in my own Instagram itself, I'm now affiliated with a few companies. Um, people that, you never thought or companies you never thought that would touch you because you're not at that, you know, 10,000, 20,000 right, follower mark. Right. They're, they're wanting to be part of this and they're wanting to be part of this nation, which is the mm-hmm. sawdust nation, you know? So it, it's incredible to, to see that companies want to back you. And then, right. you know, that puts a little spark in you because you're going, okay, yeah. It's worth it. You know, it's definitely right. I'm not just reaching the community, but I'm, I'm being, I'm able to promote something that I stand behind to the community that I love. And the podcast just is taking off day by day. And now we got Nick from uh, MPG creations on there. He's down. Nice. I'm not going to lie, by the way, I'm not going to lie. When you brought in Nick, I got nervous. Oh, I thought you were going to say you got jealous that I didn't ask. Well, I mean, <laughs> I, I'm just I'm just going to assume that you said no. We want we want Vincent, but he's already on another show. Yes, so it's fine. Wow. We, we don't we don't need to. <laughs> what we don't what about take Ethan? Or are we forgetting about Ethan? Who? Ethan on the Sawdust Nation. Ethan, no. that really is that your jam? <laughs> I like Sawdust. <laughs> <laughs> no, but I got really no, nervous. Yeah. I'm not going to lie. I got really nervous because I didn't know Nick that well, mm-hmm. and I was like, oh no, these guys. Because I liked I liked the way you and Josh interact. And I'm like, oh, he, it's just going to be one of those. Oh, here comes the new guy, mm-hmm. and, and then he walks in on the first episode. He just blends right in. I'm like, wow, guy's like a pro. Yeah, <laughs> so. it, you know, it, it's it's a different dynamic because um, even though it's Josh and myself, you know, when we first started, there was always that missing thing. And that mm-hmm. thing mm-hmm. was Nick. You know, it, it could have been really anybody, but Nick know Josh and Nick know each other mm-hmm. because they are both um, uh, in the military and they both lived near each other and they became friends from that, to my knowledge. Uh, maybe they were friends other than that, but I, I know it as the military background. But then, you know, he actually came on, which it was never aired because my audio was so terrible. 
we actually <laughs> did right before Josh's uh, uh, Josh had another baby. We did a an emergency episode just in case he couldn't make it to record, and we did it with Nick, and um, we never aired it because it never his, his the his, the birth of his new child never lined up with our recording, so it never needed to get played, but. I was so embarrassed with it because you could barely hear me. I sounded like I was in a tin can. So we had <laughs> little interactions with Nick. And then we said, look, we got to, we need to do it again because we, I feel bad that we recorded one with him and we never played it. So we brought him on as a guest. And then when we really felt like the dynamic changed in a good way though, because now you have three people where you can bounce it off. Mm-hmm. It's just not mm-hmm. back and forth. And um, we approached him and said, you want to come on? And um, I'm telling you, since he came on, he's like a pit bull because <laughs> without him, he's he's reaching out to a lot of sponsors and, you know, he he knows how to talk um, to them. And he's just getting he's getting people behind us in, in such a way. It's almost like Josh and I were sitting there going like, yeah, somebody will come to us. And Nick is like going He's out there <laughs> oh He's my god them, kicking and screaming <laughs> you know i'm seeing emails go out and i'm like wow this guy's really like he's not just going after small guys you know it's a hustler <laughs> yeah big yeah. time i'm telling that's you but fantastic it's it's a good dynamic i i, I like that's it awesome. yeah that's awesome if it works that's great your show fantastic. your show it surprised me it surprised me because when it started out there was you know look in the beginning all everything's rough right mm-hmm. everything's rough but you guys hit you and Josh hit your stride really, really quick. Mm-hmm. Like it got, it became like the inside joke started very quickly. The, the elbowing to each other, the constant, you know, what are you working on this week? Flags, you know, it's just like, mm-hmm. it, it's become, it, it's just, I the dynamic was good and it just, it caught on quick. Like you got lucky that way. Um, I just really like it. I like it. I've liked it since the beginning and then, you know, it's, it was one of those things where I didn't expect to like it mm-hmm. because it's not my jam, but you guys, I just, and I think this is kind of, this always goes, this goes back to, you know, Jason Stapleton always talks about, you know, fascination, right? Fascination being one of the important parts of creating an, on, an online identity. Yeah. And wow. I mean, it's just like, yeah, I want to, I want to hear these guys talk to each other for a little bit, right. you know, yep. there's just certain running things that always happen on the show. Like there have been some really funny moments with some just double entendre on mm-hmm. your show in the last couple of weeks where I just, I hear something and I just close my eyes and wait for someone to go <laughs> really, you know? It's just, <laughs> and it's so good because you're never, I've never heard any profanity on your show. Yep. And yet I have laughed from the innuendo so many times. Mm-hmm. Like so I'll funny. sit there going, Oh man, that was great, you know. Well, you know, it's like that thirty-five dollar piece of ash that uh, Nick picked up for Josh. <laughs> you know, I mean, we went on that for a while, and it's like we get sucked into these rabbit holes. You know, sometimes it's 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 you know, it's a marriage. I'm mm-hmm. I'm married to now Nick and Josh, and once in a while, I want to strangle Josh. I want to strangle Nick. They probably want to strangle me most of the time. Of course. And, um, but I love them. You know, I love doing the, the, um, the podcast with them. I, I don't know how it would be with anybody else. The only little gripe I have, not even gripe. Like I, I like not having profanity because we can reach more people. Mm -hmm. Um, because as soon as you hit that explicit, you know, content, you're you're done. 
you're you you're, might as well start a new show. Exactly. Yep. But you know, I talk with a very potty mouth all day long that Dude, <laughs> you're a New Jersey guy talking <laughs> to a New York well, guy and a Boston guy. Yeah, yeah exactly. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. We know. If you if you heard if you heard the pre-show, right. Yeah. Oh my God. The things mm-hmm. that the, the words the words that come out of our mouths when the mics aren't on, my lord. I just can't believe that we can't I, that we can turn it off, and we don't always. But you, you know, I you mean, always some of us yourself. less than others. You, you, you <laughs> catch yourself every once in a while. Yeah. You're like, oh, yeah. in your brain, you're going, okay, these are the bad words I want to say, and then you go, okay, how can I, how can I make <laughs> all that into nice stuff? You know, and that's what I think the the innuendos are because Mm -hmm. as soon as you start talking, you know, okay, I can't go down this road, but how can I go down this road? Which actually makes it more funny, right? Yeah. So one of my favorite radio shows of all time is Opie and Anthony. I mean, I was the biggest Opie and Anthony fan. I'm still, I listen to Anthony Kumia every single day. I, I, I loved Opie and Anthony more than I've ever loved a radio show in my life. Mm -hmm. They were my jam, right? One of the things that was so shocking to me, so they started out in terrestrial, um, and in New York, they started on WNEW, mm-hmm. which is a, was a classic rock station. And you thought they were really raunchy, but they weren't. They were just, they were really good at putting the raunchy idea in your head without actually saying it. Oh, yeah. When they went to, when they went to XM... I was like, oh, this is great. They're going to be uncensored. They could say whatever they mm-hmm. want. They can drop all the F-bombs. They could be super vulgar. And I'm going to tell you, I still loved them because it was Opie and Anthony. But there was something missing in them being able to just throw those words around rather than having to tap dance around them carefully. It's, that's interesting. Yeah, there, there's something to be said for that. It's like it's yeah. almost the the, refer, the you know the pulling back is actually – it's like, funnier kind of funny it's, yeah more yeah. funny right it's yeah. funny so when you and when you really saw it was when they were splitting time between k-rock uh-huh. and sirius xm and you know they would do the whole morning show you know half the morning show the early part they would do it completely clean and then they would go over to xm and it would be like wow it's like doing two different shows mm-hmm. like it's and yeah the, of course it's funny to hear just absolute debauchery right of course it's funny i i don't think that i'm not a prude or anything <laughs> but it's so much funnier to hear yeah. them trying to tap dance around something that we know what you're trying to mm-hmm. say but we want to hear how you're going to try to get it out on regular radio and it was that, just it was amazing i think that's so funny Vincent. I, i've never really thought about that but there's there's like a lot of sitcoms too that mm-hmm. that it's so much funnier when they can't say the words yep. that when then and they like bleep it out. Like it's almost the bleep is almost mm-hmm. funnier. Yeah. Than, the bleeps bleeps yeah. are funny. Period. Right. Like, right. I love. There's yeah. the um, unnecessary. Totally right. Was it? There's a whole YouTube series where they basically bleep things that are not oh, offensive. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and it's just it's hysterical. They make oh, I can totally laugh. imagine. Yeah. Yeah, they make you laugh just by putting a bleep in a strategic yeah. spot. It's not even yeah. censoring anything. It's just funny. Yeah, I am a diehard ONA fan, and I've been for so long. I I listen to him on. This is why we bond, by the way. (laughs) Exactly. But I listen to him still to this day on. um, I I find YouTube videos and whatnot, Mm -hmm. and I'll listen to these same ones. I do pretty much like a month or two where I'll get different ones, and then I'll recycle them. Um, oh yeah. I paint stars. I have them in my ear. You know, I'm making flags. I'll still have them on my ear. 
And I drive to work and home listening to talk because I don't like music uh, when I'm driving. And um, ONA was, that was my jam. And, um, you know, <laughs> I love it. One thing when they were over at K Rock, they uh, they would come back to XM and they were able to do a dump report. So mm-hmm. they oh, would that was the best. They <laughs> would pick out what actually got bleeped, and mm-hmm. it was funny just to hear the timestamps, how many they did, who did it, and they also did because um, Sam Roberts, their intern who became full time. He uh, came up with the game, the bleep game, where they did a few, like they took news art, um, news clips, and put mm-hmm. those unnecessary bleeps in there. And as you were talking about that, I had a few of them run through my head where I was crying mm-hmm. on how <laughs> funny that was. But it does, you know, it does change the dynamic. And I, I loved them when they were on Terrestrial, and I loved them when they were on XM because. You know, it's almost like you'd have to get really, really like if you just drop in words just because you want to it's different Mm -hmm. but the way they did it wasn't just like that they were just going on air and saying like you know this that the other thing they were actually it was in conversation because it's almost like how we would have a conversation exactly i don't know half the time i'm saying stuff you know (laughs) right that's just part of our vocabulary when you're in the tri-state area boston right (laughs) (laughs) i'm basically unemployable i mean yeah the way it is if i talk to my customers (laughs) even at my day job if i talk to my customers how i talk to the guys in the shop no one would want to come you know to us (laughs) but yeah wow i'm I'm glad i found another opie and anthony fan that's awesome oh my god dude (laughs) big time i i opie and anthony I remember I was listening to Opie and Anthony on September 11th when they were when yeah. they went out to was it BLI I think I and they were doing so. they were they were doing the show from Long Island because they couldn't get into New they couldn't get into the city mm-hmm. oh wow and it was like wow this is and I've I've gone back and listened to that show a few times I just recently re listened to the one with Paris Hilton mm-hmm. because oh my they been, God because it was just so horrid yeah. like it was <laughs> awful and it was just I have not heard that that that's what I'm going to listen to tomorrow. And then what was really funny is after they after they had Paris Hilton on a couple of weeks later on they had um, Nicole Richie on, and mm-hmm. they were like they asked Nicole Richie they're like we have to know one an- the answer to one question and I'm like oh no he's going to ask it he's going to ask it he's going to ask it and Anthony Cumia goes what happened to the head from the hello video yes 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 <laughs> I was dying laughing I'm like oh my god she's no way she's going to answer yep. it and she goes. He still has it. And I just, mm-hmm. I lost it. I could, I used to love it because at one point I was, I live in Suffern and I was working down by JFK. So I had a commute that was like on some days, three hours, mm. you know, getting from here wow. all the way down to the end of Queens, basically. So I would listen to a lot of stuff and there would be times where I'd run out of podcasts and audiobooks and be like, you know what I'm going to do? I'm going to queue up a bunch of YouTube videos mm-hmm. And I'm just going to listen to old Opie and Anthony for a couple of hours. Oh, yeah. It always delivered. No matter how many times I've listened to those old shows, they still deliver. So, oh, man, that's I, great. That's awesome. That's I awesome. almost want to make Opie and Anthony my thing of the week. But, you know, I, I, don't, <laughs> I don't know that I I don't know that I'm going to do that because but I don't really know who my thing of the week is going to or what my thing of the week is going to be. But it's a good thing. I don't have to go first. That's for our guest. Oh, <laughs> right. man. So I was waiting AJ. to see what everybody else's was. <laughs> <laughs> what, dear friend AJ, would be your thing of the week? Ooh, man, I didn't want to make it. Um, man, it's going to be hard, but, you know, 
I think I'm gonna have to go with Ethan Carter Designs. Oh, thank you so much, Bob. How did you know? How did you oh know? Oh my gosh, I appreciate that. Thank you. But you I'm, know, I'm really touched. I think I'm gonna make my thing of the week a. Uh, this is gonna be a shameless plug, but um, if uh, we just got actually a new sponsor for the podcast, and um, I I want to push them because I know a lot of people would benefit from them. And um, that's actually my thing of the week would be Orca abrasives. And, oh, um, okay. you know, if you're in the market for sandpaper for your Festool or he's how, actually... How do you spell it? Uh, O-R-C-A abrasives. Okay. Okay. And um, it's a small mom and pop. And, um, you know, they started out not too long ago. And it's just, it's literally taking off. And um, he keeps coming out with new products. And um, we got a few test samples because, you know, he's coming out with some new things. Um, and I have to say, everything that I've put my hands on and used, I have not been let down, which is a really, really good thing. And um, like I said, when and I've said this in my stories about another company that I'm, I'm partnered with. But if I talk about it, I like it and I'm yeah, using it. You're not if, just I'm not yeah. I'm not like we said, I'm that type of guy where I'm going to yeah. be the same guy I mm. am on the podcast that I am in real in real life. I'm not going to tell you to buy something if I'm going to turn around and not use it. Right. So but yeah, with that Orca Abrasives is our newest sponsor on the Sawdust Nation podcast. Uh, shameless plug. And um, if you want, you know, you can also receive 10 percent off if you use the promo code Sawdust Nation 10. Yep. I will put the I'll put your affiliate link and the promo code in the show notes along with your um, thing of the week. Yep, I I just went to I went to your Insta and got it already, man. I am I'm a researcher, bro. Nice. (laughs) But yes, that's that's amazing. Um, that's kind of cool, actually. I like I like supporting the mom and pop companies. Mm -hmm. Uh, Do you have like so? Like, what are your favorite? Do you have a favorite products, or are you still working them out? Um. Well, he's coming out with a few. You said. Uh, products, right? Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. For some reason, I'm like, wait. I think he might have said it. What's my favorite project? Um, but no, <laughs> he, the 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 product that I've used so far was his six inch sanding discs for my. Uh, I use it on my Mercaderos, and oh, um, yeah. they it, do like they do have the same look as like the Merca discs. Yeah, mm-hmm. they they do. They're not um, like a, a net style. They are a regular yeah, yeah. disc. But here's a nice thing. Abernets will tear on corners and these won't right. because this is right. a different construction. Still same great dust extraction um, and the performance of them, they're great. The finish that they leave is amazing. So I, it's a great product and they last. You know, you get the, the oh, sanding totally discs on. I'm telling you, definitely do because I don't know if you guys use any Odie's oil. Mm-hmm. I don't, oh yeah, no, I just, I just got some actually. He's got also these white buffing pads that I I still have downstairs, which I got to try it out. Uh, scotch. It's it's like a scotch material, um, but it's not aggressive, and you just pretty much uh, lay some Odies on, and you use your uh, sander to buff it out. You know, especially is, that, if is on the site too. I can't find it. it All right, we'll talk after. It's top yeah. left corner, <laughs> top left corner on the page on the abrasives page. It's there. But he's I'm coming out it. with some really really nice stuff. So keep your eyes out for that. Yeah, that's awesome. This is great. Yeah. Okay. I'm, 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 I'm totally I'm, I'm, Yeah, I dig it. I dig it. Nice. Cool, cool. That's a, see, you did good. You did good. You picked All a right. good one. Um, Ethan, you want to go next? or? Uh, sure, I can go. Uh, so my thing of the week is kind of a combo, but more weighted towards one. Uh, so it's Chris of uh, Make Everything um, Workshop. Mm, good choice. Yep. Mm-hmm. But uh, 
he's fantastic. I mean, he uh, he's a local guy, so I, I have not met him yet in person, which is crazy. Uh, but he's a good friend of Derek from Malden, who I know, and um, and he's uh, he's the reason I got the um, the uh, the um, sewing machine, the leather sewing mm-hmm. machine. He did an amazing video on the on the one hundred fifteen dollars so, uh, sewing machine. Um, but he was recently on the new show Assembly Required, mm-hmm. uh, which is a you know a, a national TV show, mm-hmm. um, which is also starring April Wil- uh, Wilkerson. Um, yeah, so I finally got to catch up on those shows. So I watched all. I think there's there's three episodes. Three I think so far, yep. And three so far this week, and I I watched all three. But I watched his. He won. Spoiler. Sorry. Anyone. I should have said spoiler Aww, before I said he won. If it matters, you know. That's yeah, exactly. <laughs> I probably should have said spoiler alert. He won. But uh, yeah, but he won and he did a fantastic job. So I just I, I like it because uh, one, he's awesome and he did a fantastic job and he deserved to win. Uh, two, I like that April's part of the show because, you know, she's part of the community but what I like about it too is that you know it's still it's still a very uh, cable TV network mm-hmm. kind of show, but it's it's getting closer to acknowledging real makers. Um, so I I I I liked making it. I love Jimmy. Jimmy was the best part of making it in my the making it TV show in my opinion. I, I you know. It was what it was, and it's great, but it's very much like crafting and that kind of thing. This is very much like a maker show, and it still has all the things uh, I think most of us don't like about, you know, regular TV mm-hmm. uh, cable shows. But it's it's getting a lot closer, and it's it's showcasing people that are really really good makers, and uh, and Chris is absolutely one of those people, and he did a phenomenal job. So go check him out. And check uh, assembly required. I think I think that's it's a good show. It's it's really really uh, it, it's coming into our space, and I appreciate that. So go check them out. And and I think what it did that making it kind of failed at is it feels like a show. If makers were making a TV show, right? Like they would make. All right, granted, you're right. There are a lot of the traditional mm-hmm. tropes of a cable mm-hmm. reality competition mm-hmm. show, but. That's because that's what the medium demands. It has to. They have to be. Yeah, right. exactly. I think that's I, what it is, right? And I feel like if a maker was making a show in the constraints of what's allowed on cable TV reality competition shows, this is what they would make. Like, mm-hmm. this and is the kind of show it would be. It's actually, it's not the best show. No. But it's really good. Like, yeah, it's, exactly. it's entertaining. It's, right. It's not the best show at all. Like, there's not. a lot of, th- it's not. But well, the other thing too is they're making projects that aren't, that are like maker projects. Like, yep. I mean, they're kind of silly and whatever, but it, it goes to, it goes to the strengths of makers of just figuring it out. Right. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> nice so, one. yeah, I, I feel like, I feel like if we didn't have to deal with the coof, this show would be amazing. <laughs> oh yeah. I, yeah. I think you're absolutely right, Vincent. I think you know? it, it's suffering a little bit from, and the, yet, yeah. And yet it's still this good, which is why I have right. hope that once the coof is all done and everybody's got their jab, I mm-hmm. think, I do think it's going to be one hell of a show. I think it's it's entertaining. It's entertaining, um, exactly. And it doesn't feel as a as a fellow maker. I don't feel like it's empty calories, right? I right. I liked making it, but I always felt like like 
okay, like, you know, these guys, they're doing like paper craft and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. And it's like, that's cool. I don't right. mind that stuff. I like doing that kind of stuff. It's making. I don't, I don't want to put I, it I down, but yes. It's just, I don't want to watch crafting it. I want to watch right. making it. You yeah, know? Exactly. Yeah. Well, it's, and, a and different, more, it's a different show. Had they called crafting it, I'd probably still watch it. I yeah, would just exactly. expect something else. <laughs> exactly. And, and one more shout out to, sorry, but one more shout out to uh, Justin and April the behind the scenes like mm-hmm. footage and videos that uh, he's put out for April. Fantastic. Like it's, it, again, it just makes me feel like I'm like, it, it's a maker bringing us along for the ride. And that's a really fun thing for some, like I met April in person. I met Justin in person and to watch her behind the scenes and Justin making those kind of documentaries about it just makes me feel more part of the show and makes me more excited about it. So I don't know that we could possibly kiss Justin's no, butt I, I any mean, more than I, we do. And I, it's fantastic I did, like, because we four mean stories, it. stories, right? Yeah. Before, yeah. We mean it every time we do every it, time, which is right. amazing. But uh, it's, it, not bad it's for a guy yeah. I didn't know a year ago. <clears throat> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to go real quick, but my, my thing of the week is actually another, another maker. Um, and it's actually, Almost a thank you, as opposed to just thing of the week. But my thing of the week is Dean Duplantis. Ah, awesome. And the reason it's Dean Duplantis is because I don't know if anyone watched it or saw it in my stories. And if you didn't, well, screw you for not watching my stories. (laughs) But I actually started, I actually took my first shot at making a rubber stamp this weekend. Nice. And it was a complete and total failure. <laughs> but I think that's what happens. I think everybody that tries to make a rubber stamp in the laser, I think they all go through the same thing, right? It's just one of those things where you have to fall flat on your face the first few times and then mm-hmm. you get it dialed in. So I, I jokingly said in my stories, I'm the new Dean Duplantis because he makes these amazing stamps. He, he makes does. them for everybody. And I'm like, I'm the new Dean Duplantis. And of course, my first one failed because I got cocky. <laughs> so I get a message. I got a message from him. He goes, good job, man. Um, if you need any, if you have any questions afterwards, if let me know. If you want an actual stamp. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Basically, right? If you want one that stays together so that you can actually put it on wood and use it, you let me know. Otherwise, you do you. So he's. Um, I finished up and I messaged him. I was like, well, that was a failure, but I think I learned a lot. And he's like, well, here's my settings. Dude gave me a video instruction course. Wow. The likes of which I've never seen on making stamps in my Instagram DMs. It was absolutely fantastic. Did he give you like 40 stories that you didn't want? (laughs) Oh, I wanted every. (laughs) I even even watched them while I was awake. Amazing. (laughs) No, but he he really did. He really did give me a lot of information in those. That's awesome. I feel like I feel like I'm in a lot better in a much better position. Does he? And I have so he uses a laser. Be, Sorry, what's that? Does he? He uses a laser to make his stamps. Yep, I'm pretty okay. sure he has a Glowforge also. If I remember yeah, okay. correctly, I just didn't, I, 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 his stamps are amazing. I just didn't his know. stamps are fantastic, yeah. and he's really dialed in. I remember when he started making them, and then all of a sudden he had the process just nailed. Yeah, awesome. um, he he's crushing it. Absolutely. So Dean Duplantis. And of course, Dean is one of our supporters. There's a transition. Oh, look at that. Oh, look at that. huh? He's one of our he's one of our Hall of Fame members, along with a few other people who I'm going to give a little shout out to right now. Um, Leanne and Nick from Hemlock and Hyde. Dave from Atomic Airship Works. Emily Joyce. 
Ed from Ed's Clocks and More, Rory from RLL Woodworks, Chris from Full Steam Designs, Jeff Stein, a.k.a. A Weird Guy, Debbie Haddock, Jerry Hyduke, Joey from JH Custom Woodcraft, the one and only Dean Duplantis, Jacob Anguiano from Native Sun Wood Art, Robert J. Keller, Scott from Dad It Yourself DIY, the one and only Grant Alexander, Tony Langer from Langer Works, Jacob from Other Dog Designs, and new arrival this week, Jake from imakejake.com. So thank you everyone for your support. We really appreciate it. And every time every time you read the list, I'm just it gets longer every week too. We it, have not I'm, had one I'm week speechless. I, I really am speechless. It's it's fantastic. We love yeah. you guys. And yeah. you know, as I keep saying, like I'm starting to notice we're getting the the rebills now. Mm-hmm. And it's like, why am I getting PayPal from? Oh, wait, <laughs> right, yeah, right. Okay, cool. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But it's just really awesome. Yeah. And I don't know if you heard. Did anyone catch making it this week? No. Okay. If not, that's cool. I wasn't well, trying to shame anybody. If, but... if you did, Jimmy had the same shout out that I did. So, mm. oh, good point. <laughs> yeah, good point. Um, on making it this week, I don't know if you heard Bob at the end when he was talking about reviews. Oh yeah, Did you catch yep. that? Mm-hmm. I swear, I, I think people. I think people. And Bob, if you're listening, can you just tell me you're listening, just so I know, so I don't sound stupid in front of my hero. But I just want to know. <laughs> That's all. I just want to know. I, I just want to know. But it's really funny. Like I've heard a lot of people say that um, you know reviews get you get you noticed more on iTunes. Well, I'm just going to tell you, I have I have it on good authority that a few of our listeners have actually found us through iTunes recommendations yeah. because our review scores are as good as they are. And we have had guests and I won't name who they are, but we have had guests who have looked at our reviews and said, Oh, you, you clearly are a real deal podcast. Yeah, I'll do your show. Hmm. So if you don't think those things matter, they matter. So when I tell you, we appreciate the reviews and the kind words and sharing the show just as much as we rep- appreciate the money. I really do mean it. It helps yeah. a lot. Every little thing that you do to help grow this show helps us out a lot. So really do appreciate it. And thank you for however, whether it's financially or in just all around support and sharing, however you support the show, we really, really appreciate it. AJ, I think you are you are going to make history tonight. Well, I hope so. Because you are the first guest we've had since episode 27. Wow. Where we didn't do a break. Look at that. Wow. <laughs> I didn't want to screw up the flow, so there was no break in this episode. That's awesome. Well, I feel honored. <laughs> yeah, it was it was it was a, a lot of fun having you on. It was it was great to talk to you again because yes, I sir. get to talk to you whenever, but it was really cool. It's I'm really happy that everything's going so well for you. I'm it's been great watching you grow on Instagram. You're gonna you're doing great things on Instagram. You're already, you're well past me. You know, you're, you're a celebrity. I'm just like, a, <laughs> I'm a groupie. It's all good. Um, but, and the podcast is just fantastic. And I was, it was funny because I don't usually send in like, sometimes I'll send in feedback, mm-hmm. but it was really funny when y'all were talking about shipping. I'm like, this is my specialty. Yep. <laughs> Let me get on That's my jam. <laughs> and it's, it's really funny because when I heard the when I heard the voicemail back, I'm like, I could hear how excited I was to be mm-hmm. leaving a voicemail for these guys. <laughs> and I think I signed off with something dumb like, I hope you're doing it for the next 50 years. Like, yeah. why would you say that? It's... Who wants to do a podcast for 50 years? Well, <laughs> I don't want to do it for five. What do I do with my hands? Yeah, right. <laughs> I mean, we're definitely but, hoping to go far with it and definitely stay tuned for some 
really awesome upcoming events and um a lot of new stuff hitting so yeah you guys are you guys you guys are killing it i'm so happy i'm so happy you you found your groove and you're doing a good show and all three of you are just really cool people and i'm i'm happy to know all three of you it's it's just great it's awesome and your work man is phenomenal i'm just it's amazing it's it's, even better in person ethan i'm telling you i know i i can believe it i believe it well absolutely all all i can say is i'm gonna be dropping probably a new flag tonight um that i've been posting along the way but now that i got the beauty shots of it it's uh it's mind-blowing Oh boy, well, AJ, we're gonna come up with a leather flag someday. And Sounds good. I, I, every every episode, I just keep making myself uh, a collaboration with the guests. But <laughs> hey, I but have no it. problem incorporating leather into it somewhere. All right, we'll figure out a way. I'll figure. Out we a way. will absolutely figure out a way. Um, That's awesome. I will have I will have all of AJ's links and contact information in the show notes. I might even put his personal address because I know where he lives. That's <laughs> fine. <laughs> Not that you could find it. You'd have to look for his for his truck on the driveway. Rather, than, you're not going to find it by street number. Trust yeah, me. Luckily, GPS brings you to my neighbor's house, so it's I'm set. <laughs> when I was going to his house, he, said, he tells yeah. me, he goes, he goes, listen, the GPS is going to bring you to my neighbor's house. Just look for blank on the driveway. And I'm like, yeah, all right, whatever. My GPS will get me there. Nope. Nope. As, I, as it's going, you have like, in 500 feet, your destination's on the right. And I see his thing on the driveway and I'm like, son of a bitch. Yep. It's, it's Grubhub. It just keeps putting my sub, my submarine sandwich, like at the <laughs> next door neighbor's door. I'm like, oh. yeah, right? Don't you hate it when your burrito goes next door? <laughs> <laughs> then you got to go over there and talk to them to get your food. Yeah, exactly. You have to socialize. And hey, stuff. did you bring them something? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> You got to bring them like a, a ransom to get your burrito back. <laughs> yeah, right. I, I, if we got just a couple seconds, uh, I know you're uh, Ethan's in Massachusetts. You were talking about Chris over at Make Everything. Yeah. Do you follow Lucas over at Man Made in MA? Oh yeah, definitely. Lucas is yeah. a great guy and a great yeah, follow. Awesome. I, I yeah. found Chris through Lucas. So uh, yeah, yeah. Uh, he, it's it's been recent. It's probably about maybe two or three months that we've uh that we've followed each other but yeah mm-hmm. man made from yeah yep great cool yeah. great guy and i uh, know it, it's it's so funny i've complained about not knowing any makers in my area mm-hmm. until like really up until like literally covid hit and yeah. then i was I like was just oh, gonna say, oh there's all these people in yeah. massachusetts that <laughs> like to make things and now i can't i can't meet any of them so yeah yeah no i'm super excited yeah he he's awesome yeah and I, I don't know how you guys usually sign off, but can can I say one like quick little thing? Of course. You can All say right. whatever you want. I just wanted to let everybody know because, you know, usually on the podcast, we usually sign off. And um, I just wanted to let everybody know if you're doing something that makes you happy, you're winning. Yeah. That's all I got. That's I love that's that. Absolutely fantastic. Yep. That's good advice. That's good life advice, too. Sometimes, totally. if, sometimes you kind of lose sight of that. So definitely appreciate it. We are heading out. Thank you, everyone, for listening. Like I said, this is the first one we ever did without a break, and I am parched. <laughs> oh, yeah, you got to get that Snapple. I know. 
I know. Actually, I drank half a Snapple while we were doing the show. You probably saw me <laughs> mute the mic a few times. <laughs> Don't hear anyone hear me glug. But yeah. thank you for joining us, everyone. It's been a great episode. We really had a good time talking with AJ. We will be back again next week. We have guests booked out for the next few weeks, so you're not going to have to hear Ethan and I just blathering <laughs> at each other. We have. Oh, you're going to hear that, but <laughs> yeah, but you're just going to hear other people blathering right, right along with, with us, us, and you're yeah. going to love every minute of it. We <laughs> promise. Until then, have a great one, everybody, and we'll see you next time.